1: talent to make this shit up.
0: Here's Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev.
1: Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev. You can't make this up podcast. Episode 124. Wow. Enjoy.
0: Hey man, I love it man. I was just thinking this morning man like I get up, do this weekly. It's the one thing a week that I get up and like don't mind doing weekly. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Facts. It's, I wake up no matter like I slept four or five hours maybe last night. I was up kind of late watching the game. Yeah, we'll get into that. Chilling, one. chilling out. And got up this morning about five thirty, six o'clock and was ready to come to the pod. Like
1: podcast Sunday, man. Podcast baby. Sunday, man. So you was up late last night yeah. watching some NBA basketball. Yes. Yeah, as well a as I. I got home from the club. It was probably the start of the fourth quarter. So I was like, all right, let's check this out. Let's see what's bopping. Yeah. Let's see what the Rockets can do. Let's see what Braun gonna do. And then it happened. It happened. Mwah, mwah. <laughs> so for people that missed it, um, James Harden comes down the lane, does the classic James Harden Euro slash yeah. travel. He be getting that shit. Getting it off, off dude. But this is a sidebar. He gets that off during the regular season with and ones and all those fouls. Mm -hmm. But come playoff time, he doesn't get those calls. That's true. So you can be happy about it all regular season long. Yeah. Let's see if that pops in the Western Conference Finals.
0: Kind of like the Steelers right now. You can be happy all regular season long. Oh, we're going to get into that as well. (laughs) We're going to get
1: into that as well. So James Harden gets fouled or whatever. Like, yo, where's the and one at? And the ref says, no and one. It was on the floor. Brandon Ingram for the Lakers is mad because he doesn't think he fouled him. James Harden is turning around to the referee. He pushes. That's Mr. the part Harden. I want to
0: know. Like it had to be a couple other.
1: Yeah, like like yo, like it's a foul on the yeah. floor. You got over. Yeah, like yeah. they could have called an air one on you, and you mad, so you push Harden. So that starts a little mm-hmm. Uh Lance, uh, Lonzo grab yeah. Ingram, pull him away or whatever, whatever. Then. The camera pans back. Yeah, and in the background, is a little, <laughs> little, little CP3. <laughs> Rondo get into it. Finger in the face. Mush, mush. And then the mushes turn into punches. Yeah. It's a whole bona fide fracas.
0: Yeah, and then this morning, I saw a different angle. After Rondo connects, mm-hmm. you see uh, Ingram. He's about uh, yeah. 30 yards away. And he uh, he gets there in about four seconds with a with <laughs> a with a WWF steps. off
1: the ropes fist. Yeah, yeah. He come in there throwing haymakers. He threw, man. I ain't
0: never seen nobody throw a fist at fourteen miles an hour. <laughs> he was low key moving. So.
1: so, what do you think of the whole situation?
0: I think people are tired of Harden. I think like I think Ingram on Ingram's side. I think people are tired of it's. It reminds, okay, the only thing I can compare it to is I had a friend in the military. We used to hoop all week long, kind of like how you talk about your college hoop days mm-hmm. in the military when you broke, you know, you're waiting for the first and the 15th, the second through the 14th, after you don't out of your money, mm-hmm. you in the rec center after work hooping. That's what we did. And we had this guy, man, he wasn't the fastest, he wasn't the like, probably the best shooter in the gym, but he was like, my best friend, he was a medic in my unit. Mm-hmm. He just knew how to get you off balance, and he knew how to hit 17-footers, and he knew how to— like he, Old man game. He played organized ball. You can, okay. just, you, can, you can just see it in him. Man, I've seen, I seen so many times people would like get angry to the point of wanting to fight him. Like People had to hold it back like what we saw last night. I would see that off of pure— I'm just getting you off balance, and you can't stop it. And I'm telling you, you can't stop it. But you sweeter than me. You more athletic than me. You taller, like all that. Right. I think in re- in relation to that, that's how I look at this. Harden is just smarter sometimes when it comes to knowing the rules mm-hmm. and knowing how to get the call and being one of the elite players in the league and knowing he gonna get even a couple th- five more calls. Right. So, tired of that. On the on the flip though. I think the Lakers are trying to figure it out, facts. And I think that they're everybody's like Ingram used to being kind of the the, the first second option. Mm-hmm. Kuzma, you know he's he's trying to be that knockdown three guy, and it ain't working this year yet. You know he got we all know he can do it. Mm-hmm. It's just can he do it for twenty games, or we gonna are we gonna see it for forty games? Because you know twenty games ain't enough. Right, you know, he do it right now. You're for 0 for two. You know, as far as having the dog game, I think they're all just kind of. Bron even looked
1: a little like not like Bron, like. But it, damn, it ain't it ain't it. It's game two of the regular season. Ain't it too early to be, to be throwing bowls? Let's wait at least fifty games. Let's get way under five hundred before we totally frustrated to be out here swinging. Well, you got to look at what we're talking about.
0: We're talking about a dude that just threw himself out of the one of the most important games in Pelican history last right. year. Rondo, uh, yeah, when he just decided the first quarter to get to get into it with um
1: ah uh, shoot I, I can't forget.
0: I can't think of the I remember the scenario but I can't think of who it was with but you know he got into it and um I think Rondo for one you knew when when I saw that happening in the background you know the chances of a swing or something more increases with Rondo Rondo yeah, is really. Sure. He really don't give his... a fuck. Like, he one of them dudes that can say I don't give a fuck, and you'll believe that he don't give a fuck. I and mean, when he don't want to do something. He don't want to do it. But he also probably during the week is one hell of a practice guy. One, yeah. one hell of a you know leader on the on the floor. One hell of a a mind in basketball. Yeah. So you takes all that good, but when he get heated, he want of the dudes that the coach is like God damn
1: it, Rondo. Yeah. He probably heard that at every level. And CP three ain't no saint either. I want everybody. Oh to no, go that's ahead, a fact. That's a go fact. Go ahead to YouTube. And Google or YouTube, Chris Paul, Wake Forest, Nutshot. <laughs> he punched somebody in the nuts when oh, he was yeah. in college. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So Chris Paul ain't no saint either. But it's alleged that Rondo spit in CP3's face. I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Every angle that they got, I don't see it. But that's what they're saying. Saying I he wonder spit if in it happened
0: to a player two before. Or is because I didn't. I was looking for it. I watched. I watched it over enough to right. look for it. I didn't see. I didn't, I didn't see where he's. You know, he was kind of like doing pointing to his yeah. face. Might have been and sweat. Then, yeah, it, yeah. And I, I thought that way. I had a dude across the street I grew up with. He used to, he used to sweat like no other. <laughs> I remember a sixth grade game, tied up. I come down. I hit this little runner. Probably my third point of the of the eighth game season. I hit runner. the runner to go ahead. I'm feeling myself. We up by no, we was down one. We up by one. Couple seconds left. I'm like, I finally hit like that moment I waited for, and all <laughs> my my neighbor on the other team comes down about a 25 footer at nine years old. <laughs> like,
1: yak hits it. Give me your glory. Yeah,
0: but like <laughs> the, during that game, I can remember like him driving to the hole, and I'm like, Ugh! you know, like like nigga spit on me. It was like not just looking at him like the balls wet, like everything around him is just wet. I'm <laughs>
1: oh, like jeez. Like, that's the worst. <laughs> man. Like, it's always a dude that sweat like that want to take his shirt off when you Ooh, hoop man. It. Shirts with skins. What? Yeah. Nigga, what? What, what you do? Oh, why, why you even, shirts you, is first shirts. If you can't remember who's on your team, you don't deserve to play.
0: You knew it was gonna be 90 today. You out here trying to hoop with us, knowing you sweat
1: like this. Disgusting, dude. Terrible. I we used to hate hoop at this shit. spot called Green Light. In Cleveland, man, at late night. And, uh, you know, it's a park in Cleveland or whatever. So dudes would go down there late night hoop because they had the lights and everything like that. But every once in a while, the the young cats like us would go down there and run into, like, the old school legends yeah. of the hoop court that swear they still had it. Nothing like hooping and against a wino. Yeah. Smelling like three days of 40s but they still got game though no. like I, you said they still got yep. it somehow some way they still got it man it's it's crazy and they yeah. would always want to take that shirt off and like dude <laughs> the shit is coming out of your pores it's bro it's everywhere like like you trying to hold
0: ball cuz you mad that we saying it's 109 you think it's 108 and the ball just 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 getting dripped on yeah. i'm like hey man check up and let me hold the ball bro yeah like, exactly and
1: that's a uh that's a old school man uh <laughs> game plan slow oh, it yeah. up Oh, These yeah. young boys got me out here running. Let me slow this game up a little bit. No, what was the score? 7 8? 9 8? What? Huh? <laughs> Been there a million and definitely, one times, definitely. man. Definitely. How was your week, man? Oh, man, another hectic week, man. Just ripping and running, doing what I do. Uh, went to check out the movie The Hate You Give. Okay. On, okay. Um, Thursday, I went to go check that out. Um uh, it's pretty good. Was uh, it was based off of a novel. Unfortunately, the lady who um, turned the book into the actual screenplay passed away like a couple days before the movie was actually released. So that wow. sucks. But uh, the movie was good. Um, basically follows a, a girl, who stays in the inner city, goes to private school, and okay. those two worlds collide when one of her friends is murdered right in front of her. So mm. kind of the duality of dealing with yourself in two aspects like yeah. the the quote-unquote home you versus the school you because she doesn't want the private school kids to call her ghetto or whatever so she doesn't use any slang words or whatever she uses proper english there but when she's at home they call her preppy because you no know, she goes to this private school mm-hmm. Frank gets murdered blah well, <laughs> yeah yeah
0: that,
1: yeah, yeah. that's that. one of those situations okay and I can relate to that yeah, because, yeah. you know, I went – well, not really because by the time I got to the school system that I went to, wasn't really like that anymore. Yeah. Um. But, you know, I where I grew up and where I went to uh, school at, you know, I went to school in the suburbs. But further and further along, I went in my schooling career, more and more, who got Yeah, yeah, yeah got? <laughs> so yeah. by the time I got to high school, it really wasn't that. But, like, I can remember going to school or whatever – Or going to different programs, like, at the high school when I was, like, in middle school and elementary school. Like, it was, like, a melting pot of everybody. Mm -hmm. But by the time I got there, it was more like 60% black. So, but (laughs) but I I can relate, but it wasn't all that by the time I got there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, was, it reminds me, have you been watching that show on CW called All American?
1: No, I wanted to check it out, but I'm so maxed out on shows, bro. Well, I'm going to give you somewhat of a
0: uh not a uh ruin episode synopsis. Okay, okay. all
1: good, all
0: good. <laughs> it kinda had reminded me of that as a kid growing up in, you know, I want to say uh California, but I wanna say yeah, yeah, in like Compton or something. Bompton, cuz. And yeah, definitely. And <laughs> going through all that, going through the hood life, going through but he but he a football player. He was one, one of the greatest and uh Beverly Hills coach, Tay Diggs. He's playing the head coach. He comes in, kind of somewhat recruits this guy. They get him over to the Beverly Hills side of, of Cali, and he's a whole new world. He got friends he, c- he cares about in Compton that he's, you know, trying. To, he got a little brother, just you know, he, a life. Yeah. And he le- kind of leaves that life to go chase this. And this coach is, uh, you know, Beverly Hills. He's a black coach in like a predominantly white school. Um, he's got a white wife and mixed kids. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. So it's that whole setting, and you know things are happening. Uh, kind of like a, a, his daughter had to go to rehab, drugs, and that oh. whole rich, rich and wealthy, and we kicking life. And it, it was, it's, it's a nice. It gets deep. I mean, it's a, it's two episodes in I believe. Um, uh, it's, it's okay. It's okay. okay. I mean, okay. it's it's something to watch. If you're maxed out on shows, I wouldn't tell you to like remove one for this. But I can see people that like somewhat of a decent storyline. The storyline is cool. It's just getting a little like, ooh, it's getting a little. It got like four or five ways it can go. So it got you kind of spinning.
1: See, the thing for me, while I'm so deep on shows, I get roped in the shows that the wife wants to watch. Mm -hmm. I want to give up on some of these reality shows, but it's what we do together. Okay, we spend our QT together watching these idiots, but... I'll be thinking like, man, I really want to watch this. I really want to watch yeah. that. But we're getting our QT in, so you got to. But Definitely. Uh what's what's the show I want I wanted to give up on uh Black Ink Chicago. No, Black Ink New York, whatever one it mm-hmm. is. I wanted to give up on that, but it's been pretty ratchet so yeah. far. So I've been watching. Plus, I, I, looking if the if we I finally can see finally the got homie past Tay. That.
0: I finally got past wanting to see like love and hip hop. Watch oh, no, it I don't for watch. three weeks. I don't of watch the year, no loving hip hops or watch, you know, just that VH1. <laughs> what, what it has become, station. Man, like, dude, you, you remember that? that? I was just like, <laughs> VH1 used to be where you went for your for your top forty video. Facts. When you wanted a little a little break from the woo, Facts. You might go find some some Michael McDonald. You might go find some Paul McCartney. You might go find, you know, even like. Uh, Disco era music I mean it was It was just a place You went for your other music VH1 Soul Man They had They had a nice little Little run And they kind of gave up On the chase It seemed like They kind of yeah, gave for up On sure. the BET kind of came in
1: And Well see the thing is BT, MTV And VH1 Are all owned by Viacom Okay So I think it's a Smart business move For Viacom not to put those shows on BET. Okay. Because if those ratchet ass shows is on BET, you will have the people going crazy yeah. at BET. Yeah. You will you have people flipping over tables saying we don't act like this. Why is it like this? Why are you putting these terrible shows on BET? But if you put them on VH1, it's all good. Yeah. Hey, man. It's not black entertainment television because if you look at the lineups that BET has, they have Cosby Show marathons, mm-hmm. they have Blackish marathons, they have they like you see Martin on there. Yeah, you you, know? you get these type of shows James that are Jenny Fox show. Yeah, are quote unquote more black friendly. To, yeah, you know that, what I'm saying? Which is smart. You don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to put freaking for the love of Ray J. Could you imagine <laughs> having that love hip hop
0: and the 2018 Hip Hop Awards come on the same week? Bro. I mean, look at the Hip Hop Awards. To me, how that changed.
1: You know, I didn't even see the BET Hip Hop Award. I recorded it just to be able
0: to fly through it and to say I skimmed over it. You know, uh-huh. like, I, it was when you think back to what we used to look at award shows. At, I mean, I can remember the eight o'clock, you know, Michael Jackson shutting down TV tonight. Oh, yeah. And about to put on this concert and you about put to watch this. about to watch thirty-five to eighty-five chicks pass out and get carried out of this thing. <laughs> like I remember specials and remember TV being like the certain time where you got to see certain things and you made time to yeah. get home to see Tigger in the basement. You made Fact. time to see video soul. You made time whatever. You know, you made time for it. Man, the the, the award show now, like you don't have to make time for that. Cause it's like the the way the way like feel good music used to feel, and like clean up music in the seventies when you I mean on like the nineties when your parents had you clean up today mm-hmm. today old school music and though that era of of songs is different because this shit was hard to just it was hard to watch visually <laughs> and I, some of that does come from because me and my wife had this discussion while watching this the Mo Bamba song. I'm using, uh, this has, I'm using this as an example. Need <laughs> I'm using this as an example. That song, you know, started hearing it a few weeks ago. Um, probably was a little late on it. Uh radio's been playing it here recently. And <laughs> prior to DJing Styrus Homecoming, that song was like, What is music doing? <laughs> When you when you see that song with two hundred kids that are can't wait to hear it, that when I played that song for that homecoming, I couldn't physically hear the music coming out of my speakers because they were screaming so loud. That's the their words. version of Master P, body, was, body, dog. And they were just in a pile. Everybody's jumping. I mean, um oh, motherfucking hoes. We supposed to be playing the clean version. They they just they just turned the whole shit up, and it's like nothing. And the teachers looking at me. I'm like. I mean, I could cut this off and they're gonna still go. You know, like right. I mean, this is just happens from time to time with certain <laughs> songs, you the know?
1: <laughs> the youth.
0: I mean, but it's 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 crazy how that award show, the ciphers was just I heard they were rubbish. Uh, you know C work at best. I mean, there was some that just <laughs> some that were just terrible, some that were, you know, okay, but it's like it's kinda like seeing the the 87th candle in the aisle. Like, how do you pick one? You know what I'm saying? You just you just go with you just go with one. Like you can't consume it all. You can't there is so much of it sounds alike, so much of it is 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 turning into their probably how I always compare it to like the Lil John shit. I can remember being in the military, being in in Wichita, Texas, being in predominantly like a white club that's playing hip hop. Mm. And I can remember That coming on, and it's like, the niggas is turning up. I can remember for a moment where it was like, it wasn't all, you know, never scared, wasn't everybody's thing. You know, it was kind of like. It was just us. Yeah, we would have our moments in the clubs, and those type of clubs. And I can just remember, you know, just that era of how, even watching these documentaries, how, like, this 90s music, man, like, you know, West Coast music was was how to, you know, uh, Luke, I mean, out of Miami, how he fought for hip hop, yeah. you know, fought for explicit lyrics. I mean, he can go so many ways with this, but that shit was tough to watch. It was, it was. Now you had the Cardi B's that was, you know, saving the day. Yeah, she started twerking, twerking on the stage. <laughs> that that helps, you know. That you know, you have some of the more mainstreamist songs that were right, but it it really was, you know, catered to the youth of BET. You know that that would have felt the the youth of hip hop. You know that was their it you know TI and Cardi B was about the two that I can remember that were you know that I Did Wayne perform uh yeah i think i was i fast forward i mean i did, <laughs> I, did I was i was going you know, i was i didn't i didn't sit there and watch the awards show <laughs> but to the main shit
1: yeah. that i wanted to see i was
0: uh fast forward and i watched a couple of cyphers and then I, you know, fast forward, I would start whatever artist was about to perform. I would give it 30 seconds and like, no, nah, I don't want to hear that. And let me fast forward. So it was one of those watch. Wow. It's just different. I mean, I don't remember in a war show where I wasn't excited to see it from start to finish. I wanted to, you know, once DVRs came out, even early 2000s, mm. I wanted to record the first one because they're probably going to be cussing or something crazy might happen. Yeah. And they're going to edit that shit all week if I watch the rerun. Right. I ain't going to see it how I want to see it. I can remember doing stuff like that. And it's just, I don't even remember seeing social media really talking about it.
1: Yeah, that's it's the just, whole thing. It's just like, different. I forget what I was doing, but I forgot it was on. And then we got home or whatever, and uh, saw it was on, and I was like, eh. And I kept it moving. Knowing that I have a job to do on the radio, <laughs> so that's something that people want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Knowing that we do the podcast, and that's something <laughs> maybe we want to talk about if something good would have happened, but... I was like, if something good happened, I'm sure I'll catch it you'll, on. You'll catch the clips. That's I'll how you need. It. I'll catch it. But it's not it was an appointment viewing. Yeah, the clips was perfect. The but view, yeah, <laughs> like you said, it is true, man. I remember, I remember exactly where I was when the ninety five Source Awards happened. Yeah. I was living on Green Road in Cleveland. I my uh homeboy was at my crib. My brother was obviously there. They was playing video games or whatever. I fell asleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, my brother woke me up once it started. And I just remember like the energy in the crowd. Obviously, the night went left. But to see uh, the whole Death Row camp perform at the opening, to uh, Biggie and the Bad Boy camp perform halfway through, mm-hmm. to uh, the whole situation with Suge all in the video, <laughs> to, to Snoop running on stage, Y'all ain't got no love for Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg? <laughs> I took for Andre Three Stacks. The South got something to say. Yeah. And it's just like all these iconic moments. I remember, uh, shoot, Chris Webber presenting an award. Like, it's so many things about that award show I remember. Show heart I remember
0: during, like, like feeling feeling nervous. Yeah. The longer I watched, like I was like, man, something about to happen. Something about, you know, about to happen. No, that was the hype of. Imagine like that's uh, where all, that's where the fuse was lit. Some of some of the youth, I don't think, know the impact that was having on the world, on like the national news. I mean, like the Today Show would we'll talk about it all week. You know, you would see it on your local news, East Coast, West Coast. You know, that was a thing. You know, people. People was you know, you couldn't you couldn't get away from hearing about it. You couldn't get away from, you know, it was almost like the word Trump, you know, yeah. like you just couldn't get away from it. It was happening around
1: And as it was being talked about so much on a mainstream yeah. level. Like at that point when that situation happened, it was still just a hip hop thing. Mm-hmm. It was still just a just a an art cultural yeah. thing. We were talking about it. Yeah, we were talking about it. we were living it. We were breathing it and understanding it. Hell, I remember when Method Man came out and performed uh Bring the Pain. Jumping in the <laughs> crowd like a madman. And like, yo, was like the first time you ever seen like black dudes do mosh pits and shit. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. But just like from that night forward, hip hop changed forever. And some would say for the best, some would say for the worst. Obviously, it resulted in it ultimately in Tupac and Biggie losing their lives, two of the best ever to do it. But from you see it, hip hop from that point to where it is now, it's like like I was telling the homeboy A. Dizzle, I was told him, it's like, look, this is the biggest difference between my generation and your generation. And And even my brother's generation. My generation, we love everything basically from hip hop from the start, and like a lot of stuff that's out now. Yeah. The generation, my brother's generation, they love hip hop from when it started up until about 2000, 2002. It's like that's where they. I don't really fuck with that shit after that. Like after like Ludicrous second album, they really <laughs> yeah. don't fuck with it like that. Yeah. Like it's a song here, they like a song here they like, oh Kendrick got a new joint, I'll listen to that. Oh uh, Ghostface just dropped a new one. Well, Ghostface is from your era, so of course you're gonna listen to it. But like none of the new dudes they really fuck with. But for you and I, yeah. we fuck with a lot of stuff that's coming out new today. Yeah. But they don't fuck with the shit that came before from our generation. Right. So like that's where that's where it is. Like if that's why I think we're in a sweet spot because we experienced everything. We experienced yeah. all. We experienced the the Run DMCs, the mm-hmm. LLs. Went back and listened to the Sugar Hill Gang and all that type of stuff. Because Sugar Hill
0: Gang is the first song I ever took the time to literally hit play on my tape, gather a few words, hit pause, and write them down. Hey, hit play, gather. Like I, I I learned that song by writing it down listening to it over and over and over again on play, pause, rewind, stop, play, pause, you know, that life. Yeah. And that's the first song that I ever did that to because I wanted, it, even at a young age, I knew that is a song that I should know word for word yeah. Just being out around niggas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just felt like I want to be able to hip hop, the hip the hip to the hip, hip hop and you don't stop. A rock into to the, the bang, bang, bang boogie, boogie say up, jump the boogie to the rhythm
1: boogie, of the boogie. boogie I want to learn that whole, and I did, I learned the whole three verses. Classic. 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 Hit. So when you talk to dudes of this generation, they not going back. So I told him I, he got Apple Music. I was like, he said he's never listened to Biggie Life After Death. Say they never listened to Tupac. All eyes on me. And you know what question popped in my mind, bro? I want to ask Dizzle well, next time I
0: see him. In your generation of music, who is the Tupac and Biggie that gets killed over you know beef? Oh. Like, like, who do they consider? Who would be big enough to be like if we lost this two, it would be you know Dutch. Like, who who are there two
1: artists? I don't think there is one. Uh, I think I don't think there is a great enough artist. Out today to have that type of impact and plus with not this quickly. culture with this culture people are on to the next like that yeah like is is like r.i.p to x but bang it's, it's on to the next artist they're like all right who we who we rocking with now yeah and i mean that's not just that's not just the kids that's just how society is like you know it's on to the next thing is is we're a fast-paced culture we're microwave society yeah so i was telling him i was like it's like, dang, man, that's a lot of music. That, two a double disc album, that's 20-something songs. I was like, look, man, it's like this is one thing you gotta know for sure. There's only one great double disc CD, and that's <laughs> Biggie Life After Death. Yeah. As much as I love Tupac, All Hours on Me, a lot of filler songs. Yeah. Like, but it's required listening. Yeah. It's required <laughs> listening. Yeah. You, you can't listen to all these other songs and all these other artists without listening. To Biggie and Tupac. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, if I was to introduce you to Tupac, I wouldn't even tell you to listen to All Eyes on Me. I would tell you to listen to Me Against the World. It's like that's the album you have to know. Yeah. It's like everybody knows All Eyes on Me because of the drama and the beef and mm-hmm. all these songs like that. But Me Against the World is the Tupac that Required real, listening. Required listening, <laughs> and real Tupac fans really fuck with. Yeah. Both Biggie Dish. You gotta know. It's like, man, yeah, I heard Juicy before. I heard Hypnotize before. I was like, those are singles. Yeah, yeah. Like, that don't tell the whole story. You got to listen to this double disc album front to back. I feel like if you would have
0: even asked me in 2000, my top five would have included Biggie or Pop.
1: Facts, Biggie, for sure.
0: Yeah, and that's only what? A three, three, four-year
1: run? Three-year run? I mean, shit. It's so crazy to even think about. You look at Biggie and the run that he had that was basically like four to five years and how much great music he put out. Like, he don't really have, like, wax songs. Maybe, like, one or two wax songs. He's like, I don't fuck with that song. But then you look at a Tupac in a probably like an eight-year span, the amount of music that he put out. And they're talking about he still has more unreleased music. Yeah. It's like when I I typed in one day at a wedding trying to find –
0: Something Clean Tupac, you know, like, I can't even remember the song because there's so many, but I just typed in Tupac, and I'm like, I'll just scan through this list while I'm DJing and try to find it and play it for him, Mm -hmm. type in Tupac, I go down, they put it on the highest setting of, like, songs per page, I look, man, it was like a hundred and some pages of Tupac songs, (laughs) I'm like... And a lot of it would be, you know, you'll have the, this is a DJ mm-hmm. website, so you have intro, outros, yeah, yeah, instrumentals, yeah. snippets, you know, cut songs where they just have instrumentals, so-and-so verse, instrumental like all that. So it was a lot of the same repeats, but I'm like, oh, there's no way I can go through and just search Tupac. Right. I can't just search Biggie. Right. And look for, well, you gotta have somewhat of a title.
1: Right. <laughs> it's too much. Too much music. And
0: it's just a short amount of time on how, to, you know, how they, the time they had, in as far as becoming that, putting out songs and then making himself megastars in a really short amount of time, e- even eight years. I mean, look at you look at somebody like, you know, a little scrappy. He's yeah. had he's had a run. Yeah. But, you know, it's been a long one. Right. But it's just been, you know, he's still rich. Yeah. It just ain't been like you. You, you, you Scrappy's not in your top anything. <laughs> but he's been around been so around
1: no he's been around for a long ass time as i think about it man we talked about outcast a little bit with the the awards man but you know outcast been around for a long time too and these 20 year pop-ups are starting to kill me man yeah. make
0: me feel like you know damn i am getting old
1: yeah man because you remember exactly where you were yeah. when you listened to those music 20 years you ago can, you can seems put, far away but this, you can put uh a memory with a the song. Time stamp on it, it yep. is crazy yep. to think about, man. So uh, last Sunday though, you watch anything? Last Sunday, last Sunday. <laughs> oh, golf was on.
0: <laughs> Definitely check that out. Um, what else did I watch on Sunday? So, got caught up on Blind Spot. Okay.
1: okay. Um, mm. little football. Mm. Oh, okay. Anything happened? Yeah, um, yeah. something major happened. Yeah, fucking. Some major fucking, happened. So 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 what was your your vantage point of how that game went? I'm I'm curious to hear it from a Bengals fan. Um cuz I'm sure I have a different perspective <laughs>
0: probably. I always feel like this is just me. Our third quarter football against the Steelers is some <laughs> of the piss poor football you'll ever see. It always turns into an offense that's not if, 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 if a dog and a dog is fighting, <laughs> you just let the dogs fight, right? Right. Mike Vickett. You, you just you just <laughs> let the dogs fight. I hate when you run away from your dogs trying to like outsmart the you know, the defense. Well, we know this this corner's good and AJ's good and they'll probably double them up. And we've seen AJ catch fucking how many Hail Marys in the end zone on three people?
1: <laughs> I mean, just
0: just that sentence alone is enough to be like give him a few more chances to come up with a play. If you're gonna be had third and fourteen, I would really take my third and fourteen chance with a double covered AJ. Then this dude that's dropped three passes, this dude that you know that ain't even had his catch yet. Did you see? Uh, he wasn't even going to Boyd. Did you see Core? Mm-hmm. Core? He was butt cheat tight on his first. About to have his first catch of the year of his life in the Let NBA. Let it get into
1: his body.
0: That ball came. He saw every pass he's ever seen in his life all at once. And he just uh, <laughs> lost his shit. I really feel like our offense tried. Our defense did it as norm. But it's always something that ha- The chippiness of those games Woo. always make it It started more. out nice and chill. They always do. Well, they always do. They, they have before. It always gets ugly. I mean, Burfick got fined 112K. As he should. In fact, Burfick is one of those dudes that you want on your team. You know, you, he, he can play football. For sure. But Jesus, he's just like, why do you have to be this way? Why do you have to do this week after week? I also feel like he took more than one step before that pick came on the, that touchdown. Uh, Juju. I really, I went back and I slow-moved the TV. I feel like, I I don't know. See, that's the part I didn't look up. Though I will be honest. I feel like he took at least two, if not three steps. They were quick. (laughs) But I don't know how much, I think you get that whole yard. And I think that where it's like, it was borderline. If you want to be petty, it was like a, a little over, in my opinion. So, I don't think he should just be able just to pick like that. But, We've seen that play how many times in uh,
1: football history. So what about the cheap shots from Mr. Perfect? What about when James Conner broke open a run and he clearly was in the end zone and they called him down at the one? You know, Wow. these things tend to happen. If it was so clear, why didn't why didn't uh, why did you risk your last challenge
0: for it? If it's so clear,
1: and this is this is my thing, I, I have no idea. Coach, <laughs> Coach T has no rhyme or reason when he uh, challenges yeah. things ever. But this is my thing, and we'll ask uh, the homie PK Sam when we get him on the pod because he's yeah. a former NFLer, college football player. I am not a replay guy at all. I, I say you can replay everything or you replay nothing. Yeah, because you know, the referees don't have fifty million angles on the field. Mm-hmm. They don't have super slow mo on the field. They gotta call it how they see it. Yeah, and bad pa- bad calls are part of football. Bad calls are part of sports. Cheap shots are part of sports. Mm-hmm. Hard fouls are part of sports. All these things are part of sports. You know, they played football for X amount of years before they brought in replay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like if they had instant replay. In the 70s, we wouldn't have had a lot of plays like the Immaculate Reception. They, they probably would have found a way to overturn that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of things that happened in football prior to instant replay. And I, I would argue they get more things wrong with instant replay than they do right.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, instant replay, like you say, it's got to be all or nothing. I feel like every year something needs to be tweaked. Yeah. Because y'all not just letting it be. Something happened. Let's figure out and get it right, and let's move on. They'd rather when you can't do everything and make our games five hours. and right. You know we're not paying that DP L bill now. You know, like, <laughs> like whatever. Like they they find reasons to not just do it. You got, but you don't put cameras in the damn pylons. Right. There's if you want the answers and you seem to want the answers, let's just get them right. Right. But I agree, you can't have. 14 games on today or 10 games on today
1: and get them all in on a, on a time right. slot before Sunday night football start. Right, because in the, people not familiar, man, in the NFL, man, they have the 1 o'clock window and they need those games to be over by 4.15. Yeah.
0: If, 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 once they get over 4.15, they, they're on the phone begging and pleading.
1: Yeah, and this, ain't, keep this, on, this, this ain't like how college, football, oh, college yeah. football can go for like six hours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With the clock stoppages, commercial breaks. But I really want to harp on this. I'm not a replay guy. I'm not a replay guy in football, basketball, baseball, none of it. Yeah, I, none of it. Stay on this topic. I just want to say this before I forget.
0: I heard Mark Jackson last night. I've been privileged to take my NBA league pass to a whole new level. <laughs> I'm on a new level. Yep, been hey, watching hey. all the games this year. But I heard him say, he was talking about a call that I think it was against Curry or some, whatever game he was on, I forget. But what he said sucked with me. Talking about was this a foul or did you think that was a foul? And he's like, No. And it was like, but replay shows if you had replay or whatever, the replay question came up and he goes, Yeah, I wish I had replay when game seven against Pippin. Mm. And you think back, yeah, that might have helped him. You know, mm-hmm. There's a few there's a few calls in Mark Jackson's career down the wire that he didn't get. For sure, for sure. He I wasn't mean, he wasn't the dog. He was just,
1: you know, the NBA player. And then, yeah. The Jordan or the or the dog got the call, you Yeah. Know, so, but I, I just it's just something about replay that that cheapens the game for me. It's you know how many millions of kids across the country and across the world play pickup basketball, and when it's a dispute about a call, let's shoot for it. Yeah. And like yo, and I mean, obviously we're not gonna do that in the NBA. Right. But I'm just Kurt saying, like, <laughs> right. like hey, that'd become getting, a whole quarter we're getting all the calls, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> but I'm just saying, man, basketball and and like they only review in the last two minutes of yeah. the quarter. Like yo, a call in the first quarter is just as important as a call in the fourth quarter because yes. that is a compound situation. Y'all had, I
0: think, two calls that game that could have been you know fixed i think there was a a pass interference or like yeah. a hold on ab or something mm-hmm. that i, I can it was something else that came up that was like got by that like that one's like when it happens on on the flip side you're like up right. oh, we squeeze by yeah. that one when it happens against you you like man this, this league is fucked up man i'm just, so, just I ain't watching this shit next <laughs> year i'm sick
1: of this shit but i just i just can't stand replay for for those reasons man i like, just wish
0: i just wish on impactful moments of the game, there's enough to say y'all get five. You get 5 mm-hmm. You know, five is enough to where you can pick and choose some things to to, to figure out. It's also not as, as strenuous as like you get two challenges and you know, you get you get one wrong, you only got one left. You're gonna both right, we'll give you one more. Right. If, you if you're willing to give us three, let's just let's just make it five you might put an extra half hour on some games not right. all and it gives a more of a window of saying usually i would give an average once a quarter at best something on some game happens that could have been beneficial to a replay that wasn't thought about or didn't or didn't get focused on that 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 uh you know did he did he did he catch it at the at, at fourth and one right. you know was it a first down I'm not really wasting, you know, it's it, it's a 10 minutes and 59 seconds left in the first quarter. And I don't want to, if I have five of them, this is my first quarter one, I'm using it. Yeah. If I need to use one more, I can. I still got
1: some for the game. Like, it yeah. just, it would help. I think something about the referees, I think they use replay as a crutch too.
0: Oh, they don't want to make the call no more yeah. in, a, in a
1: lot of sports. Yeah, they, they're from, like, oh, That's, yeah. a, that's how they'll, I watch sports. Review it.
0: I was thinking about that earlier in the pod, I just didn't jump in to say it. I watch basketball and I watch football and I play them enough to where I appreciate the greatness of great sports, but I also watch it for the Chris Paul and Rondo in the background. Oh, for sure. I watch it for the the fan in the front row with her tits out, like she about <laughs> to try to get so she is she is hunting tonight. I watch it for the I'm on it. I watch to see the other things that are happening around the game. I watch, watch to see how that passing lane developed and I wanna see how he how he even saw that or how this spin move? He didn't bust the dude head in his head in the dude's shoulder. Like that's some, that's a nice spin move. He he did kind of step back. You know I, I watch sports differently. Football is the one thing that is taking it my my, my the emotional rollercoaster you go through on a Sunday now, especially watching the red zone. You're seeing all the big plays and all the
1: with fantasy football involved. Yeah, you
0: you're, you're rooting for like. The Denver game on Thursday. Denver-San <laughs> Francisco. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm sweating my lineup on DraftKings. <laughs> because, you know, first place is 50,000. Feeling good about this one. Let me put the Broncos defense in this spot. Good call. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going to win. I had a good week on DraftKings this week, by the way. Good week. But, you know, I'm watching sports differently because of the, you know, gambling that I'm doing. You know, that's helping. But it, I'm saying that I, I wouldn't negate two shits about – Denver and San Fran, if I wasn't doing fancy football, if I wasn't doing DraftKings, right. I wouldn't have even watched. And it was a it was a fun game to watch. It turned out to be exciting, you know, pick sixes and sacks and a whole bunch of trash football, really. But, you know, <laughs> some of the, sometimes those are fun to watch, too, instead of watching the 43-40 games. So.
1: No, it wasn't fun. Watching the Buckeyes last night. <sighs> that wasn't fun.
0: I I haven't been thinking about this since last night. We are in a terrible week for Ohio sports. <laughs> Cavs has been shit. They've been playing okay, but hasn't got over the hump. <sighs> My Bucks lost. They were a two-touchdown favorite. I've been, I've been learning. I haven't done it yet, but I've been wanting to learn more about sports betting, like the sports book side of betting. Mm-hmm. So I've been kind of like YouTube videos just hearing people talk about it. They were a two-touchdown favorite and lost by four. Number two team, like huh got smoked. This happens to us every couple of years. We have that that team that everybody's trying to act like shouldn't be there. You trying to fight for the right to say, "Are oh, we there? We number two for a reason." Well, Haskins, ha- those seventy got.
1: I have so many thoughts, <laughs> so many opinions. Seventy passes over, here. and just like a lot of the things I do, I'm right a lot. <laughs> I, I swear, it's, 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 it's just one of those things man it's, it's, it's a gift and a curse okay i'm not i'm not the smartest guy in the world but i do know this this ain't texas tech bro man this is the ohio state university and i'm getting sick of fucking urban meyer and his bullshit yeah it's go ahead, look, man go ahead <laughs> everybody, everybody know that knows me knows that I am not an Urban Meyer fan yeah. for multiple reasons. Will reveal. One, I was about to be in the NFL. Not me. My homeboy is about to be in the NFL. At yeah. least on a practice squad. Yeah. And I was about to reap the benefits. Yeah. So that is reason number one. <laughs> I don't like him. He benched my guy for no reason. He was the best back. One of the best backs in the MAC conference before he showed up. Miraculously, when he shows up, my boy went from uh, 900 yards in the season with 10 touchdowns to 400 yards and a fucked up shoulder was not able to go to the NFL combine.
0: Side note, disclaimer, that podcast is available. Go back and search for it. We do have that audio and that guest on the You Can't Make This Up podcast.
1: Thank you, sir. Number two, he's a slime ball for all the activities he did at Florida. You know, you can look at the Tim Tebow's of the world. You can look at the uh, um, Dunlap's yeah, of the world yeah. who do great things in the community. Dunlap is doing great things, especially with the uh, breast cancer uh, situation that yeah, yeah. he's doing. That's great. Yeah. And that yeah. needs to be talked about a lot more. Definitely does. But we'll talk about the bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, obviously, the list goes on about how many people were arrested in, at Florida. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to Ohio State, and you look at... What he's doing at Ohio State, and I say this all the time, man. This is Ohio State University. You look at the lineup, you look at the roster, and look at the starting lineup, and you say, man, he's from Texas, he's from Maryland, he's from here, he's from there, he's from there, he's in there. Wow, we only got three people from Ohio in the starting lineup. It's and all good.
0: To because my knowledge, Ohio is still in the top ten of population in the U.S.
1: Facts. And damn good at football. Damn good at football. And you look at it and you say – I, especially me. I remember a team very similar to this back uh, when I was like in middle school, early high school maybe. John Cooper was the head coach of yeah. Ohio State, and he was Cooper. a national recruiter. He was a national recruiter, and that's where Urban Meyer is. He's a great recruiter, yeah, a national recruiter. Kenyon Rambo was from California. Uh, you had other dudes from Georgia, had dudes from Florida, you had dudes from all over the place coming to play at Ohio State University. But they couldn't beat Michigan. And one would argue they couldn't beat Michigan because they didn't know what it took to be a Buckeye because they're not really from here. They didn't have that. It's how we will look at, you know,
0: uh, LSU-Auburn. Yeah. Something that's like, you know, another rivalry that's away from you. I don't know too many Pac-10 or or, Northwest rivalries up there. I can't think of Oregon's rivalry. But to them, they look forward to that week just as much as we do. We've just been doing it for 100-plus years.
1: Right. So you look at that, that gives me angst. It gives me a type of feeling. You don't have a lot of guys from Ohio. We we do have a lot of guys from Ohio because you obviously have to. But it's like a lot of dudes from Ohio that we didn't offer scholarships to. Mm -hmm. Then you look at a school Well, to even take it back like this, whenever Michigan is great at football, they have a lot of Ohio players on their team. You look at Charles Woodson Mm -hmm. from Ohio, Desmond Howard, Ohio, Elvis Gerback, Ohio, Yeah. Uh, shoot, uh, plenty of it. marcus ray from columbus ohio yeah. so you look at all these dudes that are from ohio so that's back from Brandon the,
0: mckinney wanted to go to ohio state and ended up in michigan state
1: and michigan state <laughs> when they're great they have a lot of dudes from ohio facts fact. now Ringer. you fast forward <laughs> and you look at a team that has never been good at football yeah kentucky they've never Man. been good at football <laughs> ever they're our basketball school yeah. and that's fine but miraculously, they're having their best season ever. I wonder and you why. look at the roster, and they have 30 kids from Ohio. You know how many start for them? 14 mm. kids from Ohio start on a 22 man roster starting lineup from Ohio. There's a reason, dog. Wow. There's a reason that these dudes That's are. Deep. Co- look, man. Look, I'll say this a million times, man. I am a college football fanatic, I love college football. The sport more than I love the Buckeyes, more than I love Florida State. I look at all the games, I watch them all. So when people just talk about, oh, how good the Buckeyes are, dude, good the Buckeyes are, you're not watching the other teams. These other dudes come to play too. The dude that was giving us the business last night, the little slot receiver, he got recruited by Ohio State. He got recruited by Bama. He's a five star receiver, he's electrifying. But did you watch him week one? Because I did. I watched him get busy. Mm-hmm. I watched him his first time he t- touched the ball go 80. I was like, oh, yeah, we he's the truth. He's the truth. <laughs> Let and one you know go again. And you know what? The biggest thing about it is these kids are a lot smarter than they used to be. It's not for the love of the program. Like, oh, man, I'm getting recruited by Ohio mm-hmm. State. I'm going to go to Ohio State. Wow. These kids like this guy, Randall Moore, he's like, man, I can go to Ohio State and You look at how many receivers Ohio State had, they got five. Uh, CJ Sanders was on the field. Like, yo, they were down to their fifth and sixth receiver on the field. Wow, I can go to Purdue and ball out. Yeah. From game one as a freshman, he ate our lunch. (laughs) Ate our lunch. And I blame blue chips. I got more info. <laughs> I got more. I'm gonna let you get in, bro. But I gotta out. I gotta get this out. I gotta get it's this out. It's podcast Sunday. Okay, so Urban Myers record at Ohio State is crazy good. Crazy good. But I want to look at something that isn't crazy good. Uh, Big Ten championship game versus Michigan State. Loss, yeah. 34-24. I went to Brandon's house
0: for that game. Terrible decision.
1: <laughs> uh Orange Bowl, lost to Clemson, 40-35. At home, versus VTech, lost 35-21. Mm. At home, lost to Michigan State, 17-14. At Purdue, lost 24-21. Here's where it gets good. Oh. College football playoff, versus Clemson, 31-0. Smacked. At home, versus Oklahoma, 31-16. Smack. At Iowa. that the Mayfield game? Yes. Mm. At Iowa, 55-24. I remember that. Last night, 49-20. What do those last four games got in common? We got a fucking ass kicked. Smacked. So when Alabama's losing by three points, by a two points to their biggest rival, Auburn, I don't want to hear shit from Ohio State fans about, oh, we should be in. They lost two. We only lost one game. It was on the road. It was a night game. You can't yeah. get in the college football playoff when you're getting boat raced. Every boat raced. The last four losses, you're boat raced. Embarrassing losses. You yeah. can't lose like this and then blame the college football committee because you didn't get in the playoffs. And Buckeye fans better act like it. You know they fans, won't.
0: They won't. They won't. They won't. They're gonna act like we deserve it or we should. We should still be able to. You know, we beat Michigan. We beat Penn State. We... You, you can't get smacked by a team you're supposed to smack. Once that happens to you, that should be the thing to be like, who has the best gifts on the bowl game? <laughs> let's shoot our shot for the best gifts. And let's go to fucking Hawaii. Let's try to shoot for the Hawaii Bowl. Because because once you – there, there's no argument. There's, you know – that that side of all this always comes into play, and I'm hoping one year that it's finally just the four teams that deserve to be there because it's always this hype and always these always we eight nine ten you just
1: let yapping the season away. play out for sure yeah for sure I don't want to go overboard but you definitely have to let the season play out but if if there's a whole bunch of one loss teams and their one losses by field goals field goals. Yeah. And we're on the outside looking in. I don't want to hear shit. As much as Ohio State got rewarded for
0: for a year of that, yes, and got punished for a year of that, that's enough for me to be like, I only want to go when I can talk my shit. Right. If we twelve and zero, I'm ready to talk my shit. Yeah. If we eleven and one, and we lost by fucking 20, 29. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm it to the. This is one of the years the Buckeyes ain't have it. This is this is uh, the Buckeyes. I've been, you know, if you really want to be honest about it, two to three years of a realistic chance at it, and the other six, seven years, eight years are years of this. Whereas that one huge, we 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 party too hard last but night. But this ain't no had.
1: upset, bro. This is a. They smash. was a two
0: touchdown. fans. I mean, yeah oh, yeah, oh. yeah yeah you're right. Oh, it is upset. Okay. But I'm
1: saying this isn't like oh man. Like uh, Purdue played the game, like we didn't play well. They yeah. smacked us from the get go. Yeah. I I ran to the store. They earned the victory, and that's what I don't want people to forget. Yeah, Purdue they, won the game, start to finish, start to finish. Give credit to Purdue because
0: I I I remember I was watching the basketball. I think I was watching golf. I was just turning through stuff, and I remember the Buckeye game, and I was probably. It was probably like seven forty-five. I'm like, oh shit, the Buckeyes is on. I go to turn on there. It must have been a commercial of the Wisconsin game with the snow. Uh huh. But I didn't. I didn't even like. I just looked at the score and saw like twenty-eight, and I was like, and I saw red and just was like, eh, back to basketball. <laughs> I go to the store, and the dude like, what's the score of the game? I'm like, are oh, it was up like twenty-eight something. Let me look. I go to my phone like. Oh, they lose a 14-6. <laughs> I'm like, so then I'm like, so I get back home. I turn it on, and I'm like, now I'm watching because, like, everything else, eh, and we see why they losing 14-6. I'm watching, and I'm like, yo, this is, tr-, like, soft. A hey, soft, bro. One-dimensional. Soft. Chasing glory. It's soft. Like, <laughs> like it was just.
1: Soft. Charming. Soft, charming soft. 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 and soft. It was bad. Look, man. I'll get off this topic because I go in for decades. I with think this you shit. might
0: have titled this episode, sir.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the perimeter run game—you have to be able to run in between the tackles, dude. This is Big Ten football. This is the Midwest. This is not the Pac-12. This is not the Big 12 where you can just sling it around yeah. the parking lot all day. And that's what I tried to tell people earlier in the season when it was nice and pretty outside and Dwayne Haskins out here balling, looking like the Heisman front runner. I was like, hey, man, that's all good right now. Yeah. But come October, that's a we thing, need man. to run the ball. And that's a
0: thing. Need balance. I can, I, I can say on the flip side of the, what I'm about to tell y'all, Going from February in Oklahoma, it was in like the thirties when I left to go to Iraq. <laughs> we fly to New York, just change planes. We fly to Italy. It's kind of cool, but it ain't like high. It's probably like 50. We get to goddamn Kuwait and get off that plane. It's like 112. of them. I'm, I'm burning up. I couldn't catch my breath for like there's a there's literally a thing. You get off the plane. And go get oxygen. You're sitting, really? in this, you're sitting in like a covered thing, receiving oxygen because that that first breath in 112 degree heat when you were just sitting in 50 is mm-hmm. breathtaking. Jeez. So I can remember like just adjusting and taking weeks of headaches and just getting adjusted to the heat. The flip side of that in football, coming from Florida, coming from other places when you don't recruit in the Midwest mm-hmm. and you get that. The weather changing game. It wasn't even like what it's about to be yet. <laughs> right. It's just changing. Yeah. That's a thing for Southern people. I would I would imagine who at best have played a few tournaments in the offseason up there, maybe went to a camp, maybe had an away game or two. They ain't really experienced a week worth of practice in damn 20-degree weather and having to be a dog still. Like that's a that weather is an impactful thing in football in the sense of where you come from. You know, like having having to experience cold for the first time and still be getting hit with plastic is ooh. right. <laughs> Tough.
1: Crazy, man. Whatever well, it is, hey, man.
0: that was a good that was a good rant. Before we get out of here, man, we <laughs> we have to send a huge oh, yeah. thank you. Huge, huge thank you to one of our avid listeners, our brother DJ. No, let me get this right. Stay famous. Woo! DJ O P Z you man. Big bro, we thank Gracias. you. Thank you for the, for the words of encouragement, man. We thank you for the gift.
1: And uh, we appreciate you and uh, love you to death, bro. 100%, man. Yeah. You can't make this a podcast. Kev Nash.
0: DJ Killer Kev. We out. JK, what up? <laughs> G-